Today's Advent devotional comes from Reverend Dr. David Young. Dr. Young is chaplain and assistant professor of biblical literature at Eastern Nazarene College. He is also a 2004 alumni of the college. Thank you for joining us. Hear the word of the Lord from Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 through 9. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard. No ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry and we sinned, because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. I think the cry of the prophet in this passage of scripture is so often our cry as well. God, won't you look down and do something? Aren't you going to intervene? How can you let this go on? God, please step into our world and change it. Such a prayer is deeply rooted in Jewish and Christian tradition. The story of the Exodus tells us that God heard the cries of the people in Egypt and the Hebrew prophets repeatedly cried out to God to enact justice on their behalf. This is essentially what we are asking every time we pray that critically important line in the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Advent is a season in which we focus on the expectation and anticipation inherent in that prayer. We continue to long for God to act in our world. Asking God to act in our world is easy enough if we imagine that the works which need to be done are out there in the world rather than in us. We can easily imagine that those people are the ones who need their hearts changed by God rather than ourselves. But Isaiah 64 asks its audience to consider what God's action in the world might mean for them. The prophet says, we have all become like one who is unclean and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. The prophet recognizes that asking God to act in the world not only means asking God to do something about all the other nations, It also means asking God to do work among God's own people. God must shape and reshape them as well. He says again, yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. In the first chapter of the gospel of Mark, the spirit of God does tear open the heavens and come down, reminiscent of Isaiah 64. When Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan River, Mark says, Jesus saw the heavens torn open and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. 
You are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Mark notes that these same three things take place at Jesus' crucifixion. That is, Jesus breathes his last, or literally in Greek, spirits out, reversing the movement of the spirit into him at his baptism. The curtain of the temple is then torn in two, a curtain which Josephus, the first century Jewish historian, tells us was decorated with a tapestry of the heavens, imitating the tearing of the heavens at Jesus' baptism. Finally, the centurion declares, truly this man was God's son, echoing the voice from heaven at Jesus' baptism. By his use of these clever bookends to his story, Mark seems to be suggesting to us that Jesus' baptism was the beginning of his journey toward the cross. So it is with our baptism as well. Jesus plainly states that anyone who wishes to be his disciple must take up his cross, deny himself, and follow him on that journey. In the incarnation, God has torn open the heavens and come down to earth in the flesh of Jesus Christ. But we find that this turns out to be the farthest thing from merely judging one's enemies or fixing the world out there in a way that asks little of us. God stepping into our world is an invitation toward our own self-denial and self-renewal, an invitation to journey with Jesus toward the cross. As we expectantly anticipate the coming of God's kingdom this Advent season, may God's work of renewal in this world begin with the renewal of our own hearts and minds.